Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number two of Genesis chapter 11. And we're going to begin by reading the first four verses. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Well, uh, as we've spent some time discussing this, we've seen the order of events had to have been the confusion of tongues first, followed by the division of the continents in the days of Peleg. Even though we read in Genesis chapter 10, verse 25, the statement that in Peleg's days was the earth divided, and now it's the next chapter, chapter 11, that we're reading about the Tower of Babel. So we tend to, in our thoughts, organize things chronologically, and as we encounter um, a statement in a previous chapter, we just naturally think, well, that must have come first. But Peleg is also mentioned in chapter 11, in verse 16, and Eber lived four and thirty years and begat Peleg. And Eber lived after he begat Peleg four hundred and thirty years and begat sons and daughters, and Peleg lived thirty years and begat Reu. So Peleg is mentioned in chapter 11, and it's just a matter of the way God is uh, delivering information to us that has sort of set up uh, this scenario in our minds that the continents were divided first, then the tongues were confused at the Tower of Babel. But again, that would not be possible because if the division of the continents took place first, then everyone at that point would speak one language, and and as God uh, breaks off that section of land, that uh, he he then moves uh, across the ocean floor uh, until it reaches the point of being established somewhere near the the current position of South America. Well, then the people on that newly formed continent should speak that original one language. And so, too, with all the various islanders in the Pacific and, and the Australian Aborigines and, and whoever else has been set apart as the land mass broke asunder and, and God uh, set up our, our current geography 
and yet that is not the case. All of these people groups speak different languages because they were present at the Tower of Babel, or their ancestors were present at the Tower of Babel. The whole earth was there speaking one language, and then the Lord brought about the confusion of tongues. He confounded that that one language and, and split it into various languages, numerous languages. We don't know how many, but all of a sudden, um, this group of people or this family line was speaking a particular language, uh, let's say Chinese or, or, um, uh, the, the language that would develop into what we know as Chinese today. And another people group would speak the Mayan language or what would develop into the Mayan language. And another group, Sumerian and another group, Hebrew. And in all probability, they continue to dwell together or in a close proximity to one another in the same general vicinity for some time and attempted communication. They, they attempted communication, but it soon became very evident that there was just no understanding. They, they could probably, after a little while, come to some understanding on basic, uh, words, greetings and, and, um, goodbyes and, and, and they could learn one another's word for hello and, and, and goodbye. And a few other simple words, but, but that was just not enough. It was not sufficient for a developing society. And so frustrated, all of the early Chinese speakers would go off by themselves and into a area that would later become China. And all the early Mayan speakers would go off and into a part uh, of a, a landmass, still it's that one huge continent, and and they would group together over there, and those that would become Aborigines would go off in another direction, and and so forth. So it was probably over the course of years that this was working out, taking place in the days of Eber, because Eber is the father of the Hebrew, and and this is when Hebrew first began to be spoken and identified with the Bible reference calendar patriarch alive at that time, Eber. And, and, and so the Hebrews grouped together, gathered together in their line, and then as this separate, this natural separation occurred as a result of um, all of these people now speak in different languages and and they wanted to feel comfortable with one another so they they went off uh, and and found their own um, place where where they would settle then at that point everyone is situated for what God plans to do next which is to divide the continents in the days of Peleg and and Eber dies in 3153 BC, Peleg is born, and 
Um, there's evidence, secular evidence, according to the foundation date of the Mayan calendar, then year 3114 BC, Peleg's 39th slash 40th year, God divides the continent. And a lot of the division has already occurred as a result of the confusion of languages. So that prompted these people to uh, separate from one another uh, so that they have this geographical area over here. And then God breaks off the, the whole huge area of land where the Mayans were, and it begins to move across the ocean floor, the continental shift. And scientists recognize that it is a fact that the continents were once um, together, once a huge landmass, and then broke apart. And there's even uh, replicas and, and images people have developed of bringing all of our present continents together, and you can see how they fit together well, like pieces of a puzzle. Well, of course, they would think that that happened over prolonged uh, periods of time, eons of time, millions of years, but the Bible doesn't allow for that. God says it happened in the days of Peleg, and so the movement was not uh, gradual, a, a foot a year or 10 feet a year, as continents are presently doing even today. There is gradual movement, but it would have been a drastic, major movement in order for the land that would become South America to to get the distance away from the main continent that we find it is today. And this would have been incredibly traumatic for such a major earthquake to take place and and the catastrophes would have been many uh, there there could have been tsunamis and just all kinds of terrible damage that would have been continual over a period of days or even weeks for however long god um determined to cause this event to take place and and then finally when uh it reached the distance that the lord wanted to reach it settled the land settled and basically formed in the general area that our map shows today and this is how the events would have worked out first tower of babel followed by the division of the continent in the days of Peleg. Okay, so let's go on here in Genesis chapter 11, and we'll read um, a little further, and then we'll 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 try to think about why God would do this. In Genesis 11, verse 5, And Jehovah came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And Jehovah said, Behold, the people is one. And they have all one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. 
All right. So we see God is watching. God is witnessing the events that are unfolding on the earth. And that's one, one thing we, we notice. And that tells us, of course, that, that God is still watching today. That what is happening on the earth never goes unnoticed. It, it's not as though God isn't paying attention. He very carefully is monitoring the things happening on the earth. And since he was doing it in this time, over 5,000 years ago, we would not think that he has stopped doing it in our time, that he's no longer concerned with what is happening on the earth. No. No, God's always concerned. He created the earth, created the whole universe, created man in his own image upon it. So, of course, God is very concerned about what takes place in his creation. And so he sees mankind after the flood, and the Lord earlier permitted mankind to develop, develop a society, to multiply to a certain extent. Uh, There were probably a couple of million people at most on the earth in the days of Noah before the flood. And then God intervened at that time to stop all progress, to stop all development of man. And he did so through bringing the flood and destroying everything that man might have built and, and the entire population of mankind except for eight people. And, and so that set man back. If anyone is thinking or has the idea that, that man must develop, man must progress, man must, um, reach a plateau. And, and, and apparently that was what was in the mind of the people. In the days of the Tower of Babel, when they all came together in the land of Shinar, and they determined to build a tower that would reach unto heaven, they were unified in um, their desire. They were unified in their focus. They were unified in language. And so man, again, was multiplying. Man was achieving and progressing and beginning to do things. And once again, God stops them. God hinders their forward movement, their progress in the area that they're working on. And and so this is the second time, only this time God does not bring a flood to destroy the earth and destroy man. No, he comes up with a different plan, and and this, um, let's say, it's 3154, which would be the last uh, year of, of Eber. Uh, Peleg would be born, and Eber would die in 3153. The Bible doesn't indicate this, that 3154 is the date. It just indicates in the days of Eber, God confounded the language, and, and Hebrew uh, was developed. But let's say it was 3154. Now, the flood occurred in 4990 B.C., 6,023 years from creation. And um, 3154 is roughly 
1,800 years from the flood date, a little less than that. And, and so man has had opportunity since this time there were four Uh, relationships, four marriages, eight souls on the ark. Each male had a female. And so that gave greater opportunity for mankind to multiply and for population to increase four times greater than Adam and Eve. And the world multiplied to about two million prior to the flood, coming forth from just the original couple. Now, in 1800 years, we don't know the population of the earth in the, in the days of the Tower of Babel, but there was a good number of people as, as there would have been these four, uh, couples, children, uh, coming forth from each one early on and just the fourfold increase would uh, increase the numbers greatly of man's development insofar as population was concerned. So again, after, let's say, 1,800 years, God slams on the brakes and causes their unified work to stop and scatters them in two different ways. First, by language. Second, by the division of the land. And God, when he scatters people, he really scatters them. Uh, uh, it would be thousands of years, in some cases, before some of the people who were cast adrift on a, on a particular landmass and, and position out in the ocean somewhere, far away from anyone else, And, and they became uh, these native tribes that would be discovered, some of them, not until the 18th century, 19th century, 20th century. There is even uh, remote people groups in South America today that are said not to have had contact with any civilization. And we're in the 21st century. So, so God's work of dividing and scattering and confounding was very effective in limiting man's progress. That's one thing we can see and say for certain, that God fully intended to hinder man's efforts to limit their progress, to limit man's ability to develop and advance. And we wonder, why? Why did God do that? And, you know, this this scattering of people uh, really effectively caused mankind to remain in the horse and buggy stage for, for thousands of years. And... Well, just look at it the, the other way. Look at it from a different perspective. Man has been created with um, keen mind, uh, with fine intellect, and with ability to think, reason, and to figure out things. They've also been created with a natural curiosity. Man constantly 
um, wants to know why things work the way they do. And, and so when mankind comes together, then this unification serves to increase the potential for discovery and advancement in various ways. Uh, let, let's look at it this way. Uh, over here, in speaking this language, you have um, a great intellect inventor and, and someone whose curiosity is tremendous and, and he's discovering various things. And over in another country, you have another individual who also is discovering things in a related field. And over in a third country, in a fourth and a fifth, you, you have all these people speaking different languages separated by distance and by language. And so they're not communicating with one another, sharing with one another, and basically developing this field of endeavor, this pursuit, these ideas that have come to their mind. They're working more independently. And that's basically how it's been since the Tower of Babel until relatively recently. And so the individual in country A who speaks language A um, would make greater progress if he knew about the individual in country B who speaks language B because that person has a couple missing elements to his theory and so forth. And so when God intentionally, when God purposefully confounded mankind's language and 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 um made uh, this person not understand that person it automatically served to delay man's ability to achieve to advance uh, to invent uh, to discover it automatically did that and then with the division of the continents it increased the odds against or or the potential for these things to occur and and that was God's purpose well why would God do that let's look at this verse again and we we see that intent in Genesis 11 verse 6 and Jehovah said behold the people is one and they have all one language and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And we can clearly see that God is saying they're one, they speak one language, and, and nothing will be restrained. And the Hebrew word restrained is 1219, and it's translated as walled. For instance, in Numbers 13, in verse 28, Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And also in Joshua 14, verse 12, it says the cities were great and fenced. And it's the word fenced, this Hebrew word that's translated as restrained in Genesis 11, verse 6. 
this same word is also found in Job 42, verse 2. I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. And this is Job speaking to the Lord. God can do everything, and nothing can be withholden from him. Nothing can be held back or restrained from him. And that's what a wall or a fence does. It holds back the enemy. The the enemy force cannot just simply march right into the city. They're restrained. They're, They're kept at bay by the wall or the fence round about the city. And, and so God says now nothing will be held back from them. And we can be sure that what the Lord has in mind is the advancements, the discoveries um, that have taken place over the last couple of hundred years in our time. As the discoveries of the creation the electron, radio waves, and and various other things have speeded up things in the world, and um, it has served to bring about tremendous advancements in communication as we can now speak over the airwaves, and, and there can be radio, television, and, and broadcasts, and internet broadcasts, and 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 now an individual in uh, Siberia can hear me who's speaking from Pennsylvania. And it's just incredible. Before, throughout the whole history of the world, until relatively recently, that was not possible. So God, in confounding the language and dividing the continents of the people a little over 5,000 years ago, about 5,000 or so years ago, they accomplished the purpose of directing mankind to begin to develop the written language, and God had, uh, of course, purpose for that, because eventually uh, he would have his prophets um, write down things in the Hebrew language, the new language that resulted, uh, one of many, from the Tower of Babel, and the written word would serve an incredibly important function in God's overall salvation program as the Bible would be compiled. But more than that, God slowed down. He impeded the progress of the natural, the secular world from discovering the secrets of the creation because it did not serve God's purpose for um, the world to have discovered the electronic medium um, a thousand years or two thousand years or even three thousand years before he intended them to do so. Just imagine, think of it this way. If the people remain one, they spoke one language, and everyone was together sharing information, sharing their thoughts, their ideas, their inventions, and And certainly the advancement of man would have progressed and multiplied and perhaps maybe um, around the time of the first century A.D. or or maybe 500 years before the birth of Christ, there would have been the electronic medium. And 
What happens when mankind discovers the electronic medium? Man begins to communicate instantaneously with the world and the thoughts of men, the imaginations of men. And God mentions that here in Genesis 11, verse 6, when he says, Now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Remember what God said in Genesis 6 before bringing about the destruction of the flood? In Genesis 6, verse 5, God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. That's what happens when man makes these advancements. Evil multiplies. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.